What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Daniel Howitt's interview with the director of the Oscar-nominated documentary short film, Nai Nai and Waipo, Sean Wang. Woman 快乐的歌一天，所以我们要选择快乐。嗯，怎么那么臭啊？大姐，你有没有放屁啊？没事。Hey Daniel, how you doing, man? I'm good. It's such a pleasure to chat with you. Uh, I know the website Next Best Picture quite well, so uh, cool to get to chat with you. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm I'm glad uh, glad you you've heard of us. Um, we ha- have been dying to talk with you, um, man. Oh, after after seeing Nine Nine Waipo and then Didi, uh, man, I have just been. Uh, thank you so much. Have you seen the feature? I did. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I, I, I didn't attend Sundance, but luckily it was an online title, so I got to see yeah. it there. So yeah. awesome. Yeah, thrilled, man. Um, well, as much I'm going to kind of hold my tongue on Didi. I really uh, want to talk to you about the feature, but we'll save that. Yeah. Hopefully we can chat later on in the year when that comes out and we'll chat about that. But uh, yes. uh, what a uh, few weeks you've had. <laughs> month yeah, or two you've right. Had. Yeah, I know. Uh, so, you know, obviously your first feature premiered at Sundance the same week that you got the Oscar nomination. Has this been overwhelming? Has it been like, were you kind of ready for for something like this? Like, how have you been feeling the past month or two? Overwhelming is definitely uh, 
a good word to describe it, but it's not bad, not in a bad way, you know, certainly, certainly not in a bad way. Like, are you kidding me? Um, but it's definitely just like thrust into so much new, you know, all at once. Like, like you were saying, I think premiering my first feature at Sundance and, you know, selling the movie at Sundance and winning the audience award and the special jury prize that in and of itself would have been like, too much to fully process uh and then getting nominated for an oscar and having this whirlwind experience with my family with my grandmothers that in and of itself is its own like holy crap what is happening moment to have both of them happen at the same time is just kind of like it's uh yeah it's it's something i i say it out loud and i don't even believe it it's really a dream yeah that's awesome uh, how was the how was the Oscars luncheon? Any incredible oh moments God. or like conversations you're you're not gonna forget anytime soon? That okay, yeah, I mean it's like like going to something like that with my grandmothers is so <laughs> insane, you know, because they have no idea who any of these people are. And meanwhile, I'm like, oh my god, there's Greta Gerwig or there's Steven Spielberg. Um, uh, I got to meet Greta. Uh she's so cool, and I told her about DD um because you know i was like very much inspired by Lady Bird too and her ethos about it i met steven spielberg got a photo with him my grandma was sitting one of them they split up the grandmas uh but what one of them was sitting at the same table as hoita one hoitma who shot you know oppenheimer and all these other amazing movies and i was just laughing at the idea that i was like man she is sitting next to a legend and she has no idea like no, no clue. Is there anybody that they did know? Like anybody at all that they knew that they like were excited to meet? Uh, they were really excited to meet Janet Yang, the president of the academy. They they didn't know who she was beforehand, but you know they were at this event, and I think a lot of people were sort of talking talking to them. But I think they probably process it as like people are talking at us because we don't understand. They're speaking English. And uh, before they got onto the red carpet, we kind of took a picture with Janet and Janet was like speaking to them in Chinese. And so they all of a sudden it felt very familiar and they were like, oh, my God, you speak Chinese. And they were like, oh, you look so beautiful. And they were speaking in Chinese and just being like, oh, like, who are you? Blah, blah. And meanwhile, I'm like, grandmas, that's the president of the Academy. <laughs> <laughs> so it felt both like so personal and familiar at the same time. It was like. We're on the red carpet at the Oscars luncheon, with, you know, so cool. Wow. Well, uh, let's let's talk about the film itself. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I loved it so much, man. I, I understand you shot it back in 2021. And, and I know you filmed videos with just short films in general and films with your grandmothers uh, before this. But where did this specific short get started for you? Like, what was the initial idea that you had? Yeah, I mean, I'm going back to some like random skits or shorts. Back in 2018, I had made this like, I call it a Christmas card is like a one minute video where I don't know if you've seen it, Daniel, but it's like a silly chaotic video where basically, they try to feed me blueberries. Uh, I say no, and they slap me, tie me up, spank me. Uh, they're like drinking, like taking shots and lighting stuff on fire and like, you know, just chaos. And then they bury me in the backyard and it says happy holidays. And in a weird way, that is like now the proof of concept for an Oscar nominated short film, which is so stupid uh, and silly to me. But 
there was something there I thought that was so you know vibrant and fun and and joyful making that with them and we shot it in like two hours and knowing that I was like there's something here there's actually something that is so like fun about these two there's like it's like it was like collaborative in a way and so in the back of my head I knew I always wanted to make something else like there was something that like we hadn't fully uncovered in a way that was like there's something special about these two there's more here and in the spring of 2021 I had moved home to the bay area where my two grandmothers live and where I'm from and it was kind of a transitional period in my life I had basically moved home to then move back to Los Angeles to be closer to my collaborators people like Sam Davis who shot the movie and produced it with me um, and a lot of you know other people I work with and it was the first time in like a, an incredibly long time that I got to really spend time with my grandmothers, you know, living under the same roof as them for months and months and months on end and getting to kind of see them in their sort of day-to-day -day tasks and their sort of the mundane rhythms of their life, like seeing why people wash the dishes. And that was, you know, sort of coupled with me being in the room. And then all of a sudden we get into like a dance party and they're like spanking me. It was that very silly childlike energy that was all kind of juxtaposed with a lot of the anti-Asian hate crimes that were happening in our country at the time, but especially in the Bay Area, like where I'm from, where they live. So it kind of felt so close to home, all these things that I was reading about in the news to people who looked like my grandmothers and people in our community. And I, I mean, there was this, I was like, how, like you spend 10 minutes with my grandmothers. And I was like, who would punch them in the face? Like they're so lovable. They're so, they're full of so much joy. And that humanity that they have, I felt like was something that I felt like was missing in all these articles about, you know, people like them being victimized. And I really just wanted to kind of capture that, create something that was a container for all of that joy and silliness and youthfulness that I felt, a lot of that humanity, you know, like the the wide range of human emotions that someone like that, like the two of them really have. And so that was kind of the North Star, you know, it was, okay, well, can we take that Christmas card energy that is full of that vibrant youthfulness and, and capture that with the sort of quotidian, very patient rhythms of their life and have those two in a film that also doesn't ignore the pain of their lives and the melancholy and the loneliness of aging um, and have it all fit in the same movie without it feeling like whiplash. Like tonal whiplash, not whiplash, the movie. <laughs> was there, uh, in capturing, you know, I know that you set up a lot of the skits for them, but a lot of the, in the mundane moments, just capturing these moments of their lives, was there anything that surprised you about your grandmothers? Uh, either something that you saw in their rhythms or anything that they said that maybe you just didn't expect? Huh. I mean, there's like sort of little things that to me are like, some of my favorite moments in the film, but I think to a lot of people are, it's probably nothing, but like a lot of the times for shots, we would just roll the camera for like, like 10 minutes, you know, and just sort of see if they, you know, almost like forget we're here. We'd roll the camera and just kind of like walk away and see if anything surprised us or like what happens when they forget the camera is there. I remember we were filming a shot of them brushing their teeth in the morning and they're sharing a sink and 
Waipo just takes out her dentures and starts pushing her. <laughs> Dude, and to me, I don't know. That to me is so funny, you know, because like, I'm like, oh, I guess that's part of her daily routine. Like I <laughs> brushing, literally brushing your teeth, but like not in the way that we do it. So stuff like that, you know, little details, but also obviously this is not in the context of what you're asking, but like stuff, the stuff of the interviews of like talking about their histories and their past and the more painful parts of their lives. Um, obviously knew I knew the broad strokes, but really getting to like dive in deep and having those conversations with them, I think were really meaningful, hard, but meaningful to like have heard it from them. eBay Motors is here for the ride with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, those moments are so powerful. Like you said, especially juxtaposed with the silly stuff. Uh, it, it, it lands so well. Um, they just seemed so game to do all this ridiculous stuff. Uh, yeah. was, there, was there anything you tried to get them to do that they were, they were like, all right, no, that's where I draw my line. We're not doing that. Uh, no, <laughs> which probably means we didn't go far, far, you know, far enough. We should have right, been like, right. uh, you know, really push this, this MPA rating. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it's it's super bad a movie that they would be watching if you hadn't uh put it on for the film maybe maybe it was funny it was funny like how that all happened was we actually had kind of like we're we're done we were like wrapping sam had to leave and that was kind of you know the the container for this movie was like okay well just come just come we'll shoot for i think we could afford a camera and he sam had to go off to another shoot so we had nine days and we're like, let's just whatever we get in these nine days, we'll figure it out. Like we know the North star, but we'll figure it out as we go. And we were kind of done, but I had the camera for, you know, a couple more days while Sam left and we were watching super bad Sam and I, and just kind of like, all right, let's just chill. Like, well, we haven't watched it in a while. And we were watching it. And then uh, we just left it on, left it playing and we went into another room and we were like prepping something and he was looking at flights. And then my grandmothers came in and sat down and started watching it. And, uh, and that happens a lot, actually, you know, when I think back at, or like, I'll be watching something, I'll just, I'll leave it on. And then they'll end up watching this very American TV show that they do not understand. But Nai loves to read the subtitles and try to follow along with the English, even though she doesn't have any idea what they're saying. And that's kind of what happened here you know, we left super bad on and they came in and just started watching it. And they were like, you could watch them react. Or just, they're just like, Oh, like, oh. and then they're talking to one another. Like, why did he do that? Like, what is going on? And then wife, and then nine, I just being like, Oh, like, fuck. And I'm like, <laughs> just like reading this. Up. And Sam and I were just watching them watch super bad for like 20 minutes. And we were like, should we? Tell- <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty great. That's so good. Well, yeah, I wanted to hear about working with Sam. I mean, there are so many things uh, about this short that set it apart. Lots of things, but style is certainly one of them as well. This movie is just so incredibly cinematic. The images are beautiful. 
So yeah, tell me about working with Sam as both producer and cinematographer and, and how you guys developed the look and feel for the short. Yeah. I mean, going back to just like, it was so organic. And I think the, the, the thing with Sam too, as a cinematographer, he's going to get, he's going to blush hearing me say this if he ever hears this, but I think he has such a gift of taking things that are very seemingly ordinary, taking like seemingly small stories and making them feel so cinematic and larger than life. Like he has a, such a way of making that intimate warp, warmth and tenderness feel like a big screen experience. I think that's obviously what we were trying to do here with this movie, but I think across everything he shoots, but also everything he he writes and and does as a filmmaker, you know, Sam, in addition to being a great cinematographer is also like a great filmmaker in his own right. And so that's kind of the great thing about working with him too, is that me and him both are very, I think, holistic filmmakers. Like we both have a background in editing as well. And, you know, we often sound design a lot of our own films, but like then we'll work with the sound designers. But like we have, we know the the way that sound affects images. And so him as a cinematographer, he's not precious about the most beautiful shot wins. He's like, well, the best shot that serves the story wins. And, and yeah, working with this, on hit with him too like he's able to do a lot with no lights like you see in this movie he sh he lit this movie with a cracked mirror that shattered halfway through production and he's able to do a lot with you know a lot of toys and all that kind of stuff but ultimately uh the look of it came from the the tone that we wanted which was this sort of warmth nostalgic sort of i had this idea of like we're creating a time capsule. We wanted it to feel like we were trapping this moment in time. And that kind of informed the four, three aspect ratio and informed a lot of the locked off shots. It almost felt like we're capturing portraits of these people. But yeah, and I think working with him as a producer on this film too, it didn't really feel any different than uh, anything we've done in the past. But, um, you know, he oftentimes, Sam's the first person to read something I write. He's the first person to spitball ideas with me. And so this movie was so small. It was really like our production crew was like four people. And um, so we were all wearing a lot of hats. And so in that sense, yeah, it was just kind of producers make it happen. It was just kind of like three people who willed this into existence. It was me, Sam, and our third producer, Malcolm. And yeah, and yeah, you wore a lot of hats as well, edited the film as well um how, how long did that process take like where did you did you have a good idea of what it was going to look like after you guys wrapped shooting uh i mean it took a long time to edit it took two years almost to edit not because like it was a full-time but it was because you know i was doing other things in between uh, and i would come back to this and try to figure it out but again i think going back to that idea of like the answer is no. I think we we knew what we had was special. We knew that while we were shooting, in a I, I felt something I didn't really feel in other projects. Oftentimes, where it's like the stuff we were shooting, I was like, it was almost different than most things. Where other things I've done, I'm like, I know how this is going to cut together, but I'm not sure if it'll like work if it'll have that spark. And this one was almost the opposite, where it was like, I feel that spark while shooting. Like what we're getting is really special. I have no idea how it's going to cut together. <laughs> and so it was kind of that, that became the challenge with the edit was 
you know, cause it's not a very linear story. And I think we kind of went in not really knowing what the structure was going to be, but we figured it out while we were shooting too. Like when we shot the opening shot of the movie, that was probably day three of shooting. And I remember shooting it and looking at Sam and kind of being like, I think that's the opening shot of the movie. And so as my editor brain kind of kicks in and sort of, I knew what the opening shot of the movie was. And then they were like, okay, we're going to have to introduce these two women. So there's probably going to be like an opening montage. And we knew what the ending shot of the movie was when we shot it. It was like, Oh, that's the ending shot of the movie. So all of a sudden it was like, okay. And those were the first two things I cut together. It was like, okay, we have our opening and we have our closing. And I think these work really well on their own. Well, then how do we weave the everything else in between? So it doesn't, so the the roller coaster feels natural to get to a place of talking about farts and talking about death. So in that sense, it was like, okay, we're figuring out the structure, but we knew the opening and the ending. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 And I think we would have kept editing it forever, but we submitted to South by Southwest and got in and we we're like, there's our deadline. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, I want to hear about uh, showing it to your grandmothers for the first time. Um, did you make them wait for an audience or did you show it to them before anybody else did? Like what was their kind of reaction? I showed them a rough cut uh, first because like I said, we edited it over the course of two years. And I think that the week after we shot, they were like, so when is it done? Can we see it? And I was like, I haven't. Even, what? <laughs> and so they were very patient with me to, you know, get, the film to a place where it was actually showable and you know they you know we sh i showed them like a a year year and some months after we shot it uh and so i was like i'm not gonna make them wait any longer to get just a sneak peek so i showed them a rough cut of the movie which was you know more or less the movie just longer and bad pacing not that they know but um and they loved it they already loved it and they were kind of like i think they felt too seen in a way they were like that was amazing but like too many wrinkles you know too many close-ups uh they're like their words they're like we're so ugly and i was like you're not ugly. you're so beautiful and then we got to you know they couldn't come to south by southwest but we've screened it in sf film and then you know, a sold out crowd uh and they got to come to that and watch it with like you know the audience laughter and, and it was so special yeah. Well, I wish we could chat longer. Uh, before I let you go, uh, you know, obviously, I know you you filmed this uh, before filming your feature, but was there anything that you learned specifically on this one? I know you, you filmed a lot of things, but specifically on Nine Nine and Wipo, was there anything that helped you in your process as you went to shoot Didi? <laughs> I mean, clearly casting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Wipo for I guess listeners, uh, Wipo has a role in Didi. A big role, actually. Uh, she plays the grandmother. I mean, yeah, you know, I think Sam and I kind of went into DD with this language of the movie that was like, there's obviously scenes, but like, there's going to be moments we're weaving so many different like styles with the internet and like mixed media, and we were like, the the movie should also have this language that is a little hodgepodge that is sort of reminiscent of Nainaya Waipul that sort of can hop between all these different worlds. And so we really tried to bring in this sort of documentary spontaneity that we had on Nainaya Waipul into DD, 
which I think we accomplished maybe like half of what we thought we could um, just because like, you know, we were like, oh, we can't turn the camera that way. There's a truck. Uh, <laughs> you know, we learned that that uh, it's harder than it, it seems when you have that many people on set. But I think we we got we got there. You know, I think that energy that DD has that sort of overwhelming in your face, hodgepodge chaos uh, was something that I think we kind of borrowed from Nanaya White Pool. Also the grounded stuff too, but oh, yeah, a lot of it. Yeah. Well, like I said, I, I hope we can chat more about the feature later in the year when it comes out. Sean, thank you so much for your time. And man, thank you for both of these films because I'm, I'm, I'm really a huge fan. Thank you, Daniel. I appreciate that. Thank you for the time. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Daniel Howitt's interview with the director of Nai Nai and Waipo, Sean Wang, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Nai Nai and Waipo is up for your consideration at this year's Academy Awards for Best Documentary Short Film. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you all so much for listening, as always, and we will see you all next time. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.